Welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we help personal trainers, studio owners, and fitness enthusiasts get financially strong. We're here to show you that managing your money can be even more fun than hitting a new one rep max. And the best part, you already have the skills to do it. We're your hosts, Kelsa Dickey and Jill Emanuel. We love talking about money as much as we love hitting that new PR or talking about our favorite protein fluff. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, episode 11. I can't believe it. In this episode, we are going to talk about who do you want to be and what role will your money play in forming that person? What if you began to believe that money simply makes you more of who you already are? I know sometimes we can think, well, rich people are greedy or poor people are lazy, right? But I wanna challenge all of those stereotypes because money simply makes you more of who you already are. It's a magnifier. It strengthens or grows more of what you already possess. So if you are a giving person, you will likely give more as you become more wealthy. You have more to give, right? If you're a selfish person or if you're a slightly entitled person now, We all have a little bit of these qualities in some sense, right? It's likely you will become more so as you acquire more money. If you make better decisions when you feel calm, cool, or collected, when you're not stressed or when you're not feeling panicked, if you feel more creative when you're not under stress, it's likely you will make even better choices and feel even more creative and make even better decisions when you have money and savings or investments that provide you with some security and some stability. So what if you believed that money simply makes you more of who you already are? Then what that helps us to do is to begin focusing on who we are and working on ourselves right away. Mm. Yes, and you guys, you might be thinking like, yes, this is so great. I totally want that in my life. I wanna be dreaming like what we talked about in the last episode and That is awesome, right? Like, I'm glad that you're feeling fired up, but now I want to know what are you going to do about it, right? Because here is what we see. We see a lot of people who say that they want something different in their life. They want to change their financial circumstances. They want their business to grow. They want to leave their job. They want to travel more. But what are you really going to do about it? They say that they want these things, and then they sort of like dabble in it a little bit, Mm. tip their toe in maybe a little bit with trying to make some of these changes. And really what we see is that there's a very clear delineation between someone who is interested or someone who is invested. Mm. These are two very different things. And so we're going to talk about these a little bit because I want you guys to ask yourself, when I say I want these things in my life, Am I interested or am I invested? Okay, so I have seen in my own life, and I'm gonna share this because I think it shows up for all of us in different ways and at different times in our life. And I know for a long time in my fitness journey, I will openly admit that I was very interested in being healthy. (laughs) Yes, I was very interested in being fit, right? I was not 
fully invested. And in the moment, I don't think that I realized that that was what was happening. But now in hindsight, looking back, I can clearly see, mm, yep, yep, I was not fully bought into that process. So what does that look like or how did it look a little bit different? So when I was interested, I did a lot of Googling, mm -hmm. right? So I did a lot of like, hmm, let me just research that a little bit. Let me think about that. Let me read about that. Let me listen maybe to another podcast about that. So you were consuming, like I need to consume I was more definitely about consuming things. a lot. I was <laughs> consuming, which made me feel like I was doing, mm -hmm. right? It made me feel like I was doing something, but actually... I wasn't really doing a lot different, right? So, or I would maybe say like, ooh, there's this new app that I saw that's gonna help me with my fitness and I'm gonna sign up for this app and it's $20. Mm -hmm. Or I, I'm signing up for this six week challenge and it's $100 to sign up for the six week challenge. And I would get about two weeks in and then life would get kind of busy and I would be like, yeah, you know, it's okay. Like, yeah, I spent $100. I wish I did a little better for myself, but all right, it's fine. I'll try again. So. It was this constant sort of like in the back of my mind, it was nagging at me. It was constantly there. There was this reminder that yes, I wanted something different in my life, but I also wasn't fully committed, mm -hmm. right? So it was a little bit of like in and out. I was like tipping my toe in, taking action for a little bit, and then like, eh, I'm a little busy for that right now. I'm gonna put it on the back burner. I'm gonna get back to it though, because this is important <laughs> to me. <laughs> Right? Can anyone else relate? Yeah. Kelsey's laughing at me. So um, I feel like you're talking about me, right? which is why I'm laughing. Yeah. This is very similar. Right? Because this is how it shows up. So it's like I'm in it, and then it's like life is busy. This is taking the back seat. So it was not until I was invested that I actually started seeing results, that I actually started getting you know, taking progress, taking action, really seeing a change happen. So what was the difference, right, between being interested or being invested? So being invested means I'm doing it no matter what, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I am doing it no matter what. I'm doing it even if I'm tired today. Especially es when I'm tired. Especially when I'm tired. I'm putting money on the line. Mm. So I'm invested energetically, I'm invested with my time, I'm invested with my money. So more than me spending $20 on an app that may or may not really hold me accountable, I'm going to hire a coach now because mm -hmm. I need the accountability, I need mm -hmm. the insights, I need the expertise, and I have discovered that the years of Googling <laughs> did not get me the results that I wanted, right? So... <laughs> Dang it. Right, right. So there's a difference. When I was interested, I was DIYing it half-assed. Mm -hmm, okay, I'm going to mm -hmm. fully own that, that I was like in it and out of it. When life was busy, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't really fully committed. When I decided to become invested in it, I said, this is going to hurt a little bit because I'm going to fork over some money. I'm going to be fully invested. This might scare the crap out of me a little bit to be paying this much money and to be walking into the unknown and not really sure what's coming my way and how I'm going to be challenged and stretched and forced to grow. And yet I know that me being interested in this is not getting me the results I want. Right. Right. So it's two very different things. So once I became invested, 
nothing could stop me, right? So there was no excuse that was going to be okay anymore. If life was busy, that's okay. Life is busy. It's never going to slow down. Newsflash, it doesn't slow down. <laughs> so <laughs> it just keeps staying busy. Every right. week we say next week will be better, but it's just as busy as this yeah. week is, right? So the same is true when we choose that we want to change something in our life. We have to be invested in that. We have to be committed. We need the accountability. We need the follow through. Sometimes we do need to fork over the money to have the accountability of someone external outside of ourselves or the expertise of someone outside of ourselves who can answer our questions and help us navigate it and help us avoid the roadblocks or the pitfalls that we might fall into on our own that could easily derail us. And that was what was happening with me when I was interested is that I would start something, but every time I hit a roadblock or I had a challenge that came, it was really easy to be like, this isn't working for me right now. Mm. (laughs) You know? And so then I could be like, okay, well, I don't really know how to navigate that. So I'm just not going to do this right now. Right. Yeah. With a coach and with guidance, when I hit a roadblock, my coach would say, well, this is how we get through this. Mm -hmm. And she could help me to overcome it. And for me, I know every time in my life that I've invested in a coach, as hard as it was from the financial aspect or from just the the fear of the unknown, right? Of not knowing what I'm going to be able to do and how I'll be challenged and how I have to show up for myself and for my coach. It's scary. It's a little bit scary and a little bit unnerving. And yet it is the best way that I have achieved any sort of goal, that I have stretched myself to new limits. I've learned new skills. I've developed new confidence. It has all come through seeking the expertise of someone else who can help me navigate that. At Fiscal Fitness, we're obsessed with both fitness and finances, and we believe you can be excited about both too. We've helped thousands of people just like you transform their financial lives without giving up what's most important to them. If you're sick of the status quo, if you're done being on the hamster wheel, and you are ready to see just how easy it is to take the skills you already use to plan your nutrition, training, and overall fitness, and transform those into strategies for gaining control and confidence with your money, Join us at becomeaplanmaker.com. The time to get financially strong is now. So Google does not give me the answers I need, even though it has all the answers, supposedly. (laughs) Yeah, and just a point of caution, if you could imagine Googling about personal finance or money, the number of horrible strategies that exist out there, the terrible advice, and it's very true for the health and fitness space as well. Just the different types of things that people try. Oh, yeah. Like a 30-day no-spend challenge is just like a seven-day only smoothie challenge. Right. I mean, they're the same thing. You just change the currency. It's not healthy. (laughs) It's not not healthy. (laughs) Certainly for the long run, and it usually backfires on you at some point or makes you feel badly about yourself or makes you sick. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah. So all of these like very extreme fad things or contradictory information, it can be very overwhelming. And that's definitely a thing that we'll see with clients who come to us once they're invested. But when they were interested, they'll tell me, well, I've been researching this and I've been Googling this and there's so much information out there and one thing says to do it this way and another says to do it that way and I feel so confused. What is the best thing? I don't even know. They have information overwhelm Mm -hmm. and when you have information overwhelm, you cannot make a decision. Yeah, absolutely. You are stuck. 
Yeah, and I feel like what happens too when you're interested versus invested is you don't commit to any one strategy for long enough to know if it actually will work. So like at the first sign of it not being perfect, right? you, you say it doesn't pivot work. and you switch and you try something different. And so you don't really know, instead of just being like, let me just change this one thing to work better for me, right? right. Or like the coach will say, here's how we're going to tweak this to be better for you. We're not going to do this huge overhaul. We're not right. going to abandon the whole plan. Right. We're just going to make this little tweak. Right. You know, and I know for my, like in my macros and stuff, I found that, you know, some people maybe like five meals or six meals a day. I like five meals a day with a snack. Mm-hmm. Like that tends to work better for me versus being like, no, macros don't work for me. Right. You know, like yeah. it's just these little tweaks of finding ways to make your budget and your goal setting and your planning with your money fit into your life in a way that works really well for you. That's what being invested is all about. Right, exactly. Is that you're not going to let the hiccups derail the progress. It's not going to be the reason to not move forward. Mm -hmm. So when you're interested, it's very easy when you hit a roadblock because you will, right? Mm -hmm. Anytime that you're trying to take on a new skill, a new habit, a new behavior, no matter what area of life, there's going to be a challenge that comes up. It's not gonna be smooth sailing. Even when you're experienced, it's not always smooth sailing, right? But especially Mm -hmm. when you're brand new learning something, it's hard. And so when you're learning a skill like personal finance, that is one, taboo and hard to talk about with anyone else. You feel like you're doing it all alone to begin with in the first place. There's so much conflicting information out there that it can be really hard to decipher what the best possible thing is for you to be doing. And then you're trying to learn something new that you can't talk about with anyone else. And you don't even know if the avenue that you're taking right now is the best thing for you. When a hiccup hits, and it will, it's very easy to be like, this doesn't work. I knew this wasn't gonna work. I can't do this. Here we go again. I suck at money. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then we just fall right back into the old routine of like, I've gotten this far, I'll just figure it out, right? That's the lie that we try to tell ourselves is everyone's doing it, it'll be fine. All my other friends are in the same place that I am. I've survived this long, I'll get through this too. It's temporary, mm-hmm. but you're not taking any positive action to turn life around, to learn a different way, to really realize that you can reach the goals that you have for yourself and more. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say too, I think being interested is a very passive activity. Yes. If activity is even the right word. Right. right. And being invested is coming from a place of being proactive, taking action. You're not passively consuming things. Right. It's not to say you're not learning something new or maybe doing a little bit of research and that kind of thing, but it's very targeted mm-hmm. and you apply right. that knowledge. It's about application, right? Yes. It's about doing, not learning or consuming. And so I do think, you know, for me, you're describing my fitness journey pretty accurately. I know that I was interested for a very long time and I would say, you know, working out here and there before I invested in, you know, a coach, I would say that I dabbled. Yes. I was a dabbler, right? And that's what it looks like. I would have some good days, but then I would have days where I would eat a whole bunch of snacks and candy and not care mm-hmm. either. But like care the next day. Right. When like all of a sudden I was now trying to be invested again. Right. Or like my, you know, right. I was back into being committed and that person cared about the day before. But the day before, I didn't care. Right. Right. So it was almost like I was not embodying the identity of a fit and healthy person. Right. I was 
interested in that person, but it was like somebody Someone else that I was trying to be like. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, and I know change and new habits can be hard because our mind craves things that are familiar, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so easy when you're not invested to just keep going back to your old habits or your old way of life. Our mind wants us to do things that we've always done, even if those things are not serving us well. Yep. So one way to become more invested in your financial success is to really understand what will it cost me if I can do nothing? If I continue to do what I've always done, where will I be six months from now? So what is the opportunity cost of doing nothing? What if nothing changes other than what I have right now and what I'm doing right now? Where will I be in six months? And I know for me, when it came to my fitness journey, I knew I would have been heavier six months later. Yeah. And then six months after that, I would have been heavier yet. Right. You know, and like more miserable. Right. In worse shape. Right. Working harder, but like not smarter. Right. Right. Feeling more frustrated with myself, having nothing to show for it, feeling probably more ashamed, more disappointed in myself. Um, I know that's how I felt, and we hear it all the time that that is exactly how people feel when it comes to their money. Right. Right? Like, oh, what is wrong with me that I can't do this? Right. Yeah. Right? So my question for you is, what is your current trajectory based on the habits you have today with your money, right now, what you are doing or not doing how you're managing it or not managing it, based on those habits, where will you be six months from now? What is your trajectory? Will you be even more burnt out in your business six months from now? Exchanging time for money, have taking on way too many clients or the wrong clients because you need the money, Will you be more burnt out in your life six months from now? If you're working multiple jobs to try and make ends meet or feeling like you're working so hard and don't have anything to show for it. You know, we hear that all the time too. Will your debt be higher? Will you be better off or worse off than you are today based on what you are doing right now with how you manage your money? Yeah, and I mean, the sad thing is that we will see people who come to us and they'll do one session and they say, okay, I think I can do this on my own. And we'll see them a year later and they're worse than they were to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it is because exactly what you were talking about, Kelsa, where the old habits that we have will reign true. Yeah. Until we can really tackle that, until we can face that, challenge those habits, learn a new way of being, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a whole new identity a whole new person really Mm -hmm. that you become through the process until you can challenge that and turn it around you will go back to what you were doing before it's just life is too busy life is too chaotic there's too many different things to manage and when you're trying to adopt a new habit like changing really your entire thought process and behaviors around how you manage your money you will stay rooted in the same behaviors that have got you to exactly where you are right now. And I think this is why those first few months of working with a client are so crucial because 
the plan that we are trying to help them create is a sustainable one. It's yeah. the one that they could do forever and ever and ever and feel really good about. What most clients want to create for their plan right away is one that is all about sacrifice. It's like the chicken and vegetable diet for three months is what they want, but then they that's not sustainable. So then you end up racking up credit cards or feeling like, you know, miserable, like I need to treat myself. I need to go right. on a shopping spree or whatever because I didn't build this the right way, right. right? Like I really tried to just take on way too much because they tried to shift that trajectory almost too quickly, right? right? Not realizing that we're gonna change that trajectory for a long time, mm -hmm. but we have to do it in the most, in the best way possible. Right. Well, and I think that along that same line is that people are very focused on the quick win, right? And it happens in the fitness industry. So all of you that are coaches and studio owners or those of you that are on your own fitness journey, it's very easy to identify with this like, well, I just want to drop 10 pounds or, yes. you know, we have this like very finite sort of end goal of I want this quick win. I want to get there as fast as possible. When it comes to money, it might be I want to pay off my credit card or I want to go on this next trip and I need to have money to go on it or I just don't want to like feel like I'm broke all the time, right? And yeah. so it's like as soon as you hit that goal though, then what's next? And this is what happens is that mm -hmm. people focus too much on this very finite goal and not on who am I becoming? Mm -hmm. Who am I going to be? Who is this new identity that I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, and I would say it's not even so much as focusing on the goal sometimes, it's focusing on the how. So it's like, yes, you wanna lose 10 pounds, but why? Right. Why, why do you wanna lose 10 pounds? Do right. you wanna be able to like play with your kids more? Do you wanna feel healthier? Do you want your sleep to be better? Like, why do you wanna lose 10 pounds? Losing right. 10 pounds is the how. Right. Right, like that's how you achieve what it is that you want to achieve that identity you're setting out, like the the version of you that you're imagining for your future mm -hmm. is somebody who's 10 pounds lighter, right? But why? What is that right. person able to do when they're 10 pounds lighter right. that you're not able to do right now? And the same is true with your money. Right. Like, so you wanna get out of debt, but why? Right. Right, what is the purpose of that? What does that allow you to do that you are not able to do right now right exactly you begin to identify yourself differently you show up in the world differently you make decisions from a different place you're not in a state of like desperation or comparisonitis you are grounded you are centered you are living life with purpose you're living in line with the things that you value the most that is what you want to create because that you can carry with you forever and ever. It's not a finite endpoint because financial life, right? The goals that we create with our money and the things that we can do with our money, it never ends. It's with mm -hmm. us forever. We're constantly having to make financial choices and decisions and money is the tool to make those decisions to live our life on purpose mm -hmm. the way that we want. Right. And so if you do not have the behaviors, the mindset, the habits, the identity of someone who is successful with their money, showing up in that positive way, not being influenced by everyone and everything around you, you're never going to live that completely fulfilled life and 
I just, I think it's so important. It is like, clearly I'm like, oh yeah, man, yeah, you guys yes. need to do this. Everyone needs to do this because it changes everything. Yeah. And I'll just give a quick example from my own life that when I got to the stage where I was able to spend money to free up my time, right? Yeah. I really had to think of, that's still the strategy though. That's right. still a how, yeah. right? I had to think of like, why do I want to free up my time? Right. What would I replace my time with? Right. right. And I really had to do some, you know, soul searching on like what part of my life am I missing out on right now that I would like more of? And for me, it was creative time. It was mm. time to just create. I have so many ideas of how I want to change the world and how I want to change people's lives and how I want to encourage other coaches to be able to do the same thing. And I want to encourage my team and like all these things. And I thought, I am going to invest my money into freeing up my time so that I can boost my creativity. Because if I'm bogged down by things, by tasks or things to do around the house, like cleaning my pool or doing laundry or whatever the case may be, then I am not protecting something that I consider to be an asset of all business owners especially, but of all people, which is our creativity. Right. Yeah. So now I really think, you know, I spend my money to free up my time so that I can enhance and protect my creative space. Right. Right. And whose initial goal is that? I mean, let's just be real, right? Like <laughs> yeah. no one comes to us and says, listen, I really want help with my money so I can be more creative. Right. Right. Like that is not the the urgent need that most people see when they're thinking about changing their financial life. They don't see the connection between their creativity or the way that they can show up and how they can impact the world and influence others in a positive way by budgeting. Managing, <laughs> right. By budgeting. Right. It's like yeah. those two things. There seems to be a disconnect here. But no, it is so interconnected. And that is what happens when you're very strategic and intentional with your money is that you use it to be able to really allow yourself to expand in ways that you can't even see right now. Yeah, and I would say too, it, it really does start with just getting on a plan with your money, removing right. that chaos, figuring out like, where am I starting from? What am I doing right now? And of those things I'm doing, what's working well and what's not working well, right? right? Because we wanna encourage the things that are working well and eliminate and adjust the things that aren't working well. Once we do that, then we can start setting goals, we can start challenging that plan, we can start getting the plan to fulfill the goals and then the dreaming just, you can't stop it from happening. Right. Is really what takes hold, right? right? And then you can dream about these bigger things because you believe that they're possible for you, right? Like if somebody would have told me 10 years ago that I would spend money to protect my creativity, right? Like that <laughs> sounds so crazy to me even today. But I mean, 10 years ago, it was like, I just want to make a certain amount of money in my business every month. Right. Right. Or I want to get a certain amount in savings or right. I want to pay off student loans. Right. Like it was very tangible. Right. Like things. Yes. And now it's like, no, my quality of life, I spend my money in order to boost my quality of life. Yes. And, what, and I have just identified that for me, my fulfillment comes from feeling creative. Yeah. Right. And for another client, it might be very, very different on like what brings them fulfillment and satisfaction and joy. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that, you know, your money magnifies those things for you. Right. And I really love that you uh, gave that example, Kelsa, of like 10 years ago, because I want to be very clear for any of you that are listening to this right now, 
you're probably not going to start with putting a plan in place, gaining control of your money, getting on a budget, right? Yeah. Let's call whatever the first step. And like three months from them, using money to protect your creativity. Like it's not going to happen that fast. This is something like we're trying to demonstrate that money is a lifelong journey and that it is something that is constantly evolving, constantly growing, that you're constantly seeing new ways that you can use it to enhance your life and to live more intentionally and purposely. Life is passing regardless. Mm -hmm. Every year is ticking by, right? And what Kelsa has just demonstrated in that example is that because she put this plan in place and because it became routine and it was easy and possible for her to dream and to achieve her goals, that as those years ticked by, she was able to refine and grow and do more and more things that allows her life to be more well-rounded and fulfilling and allowing her to use her skills to their very best. That's what we want for all of you. And if you don't start taking action today, you're just pushing pushing all those dreams like right down the street. Mm -hmm. You're just saying, not now, not your, now dreams, I don't need you. <laughs> your 10-year time frame won't ever come. Right. Right. So right. yes, it, 10 years might sound like a really long time. It's coming regardless. Right. Right. Yeah. So when it comes, be in a place to say, I want to enhance what part of my life do I want to enhance now? Right. Right. For me, it's my creativity. It can be anything. The time, 10 years is going to come regardless. And do I want to look back on the last 10 years and be proud of the progress that I see? Or am I going to look back on these last 10 years and say, I wish I would have done it different? We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to hit follow, leave a review, and share us with your favorite gym buddy. For more money strategies and to follow Maya and Kelsa's own fitness journeys, follow us on Instagram. Search Jill underscore fiscal and fit and Kelsa underscore fiscal and fit. And if you're ready to gain control and confidence with your money, join us at becomeaplanmaker.com. Sing